Well, as I said earlier this morning, happy literally the week before Thanksgiving 2022. It is December. It's November 17, 2022. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, the Thursday before Thanksgiving. All right, and I hope we need it. you can hear me before that, but if you don't, have a great Thanksgiving. All right, hey, we got a great show for you today. I got Dr. Brent Goldman, and Brent is a real, I, I, he's an education entrepreneur and a real thought leader in education. The, the topic we're going to talk about is why seat time doesn't necessarily equal subject mastery in schools and how schools can adjust to that. And if anybody knows how to do that, how schools can change the paradigm, so to speak. It's Brent Goldman, who is the uh, founder of uh, the, I should say Dr. Brent Goldman is the founder of Exceed Preparatory Academy and also Exceed Preparatory Academy Virtual School. Okay. And uh, both Exceed Preps, well, he'll tell you all about them. It's fascinating. We we had a show about them a couple of weeks ago, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to following up on that show with Brent. Okay, it's, it's really just a whole new bottle of education, a new way of thinking. And as I've often said, education, public education is a bureaucracy. It's very, it does a great job, but it can always change, but it's very hard to change a bureaucracy. Okay, and that's why I couldn't wait to talk to Brent today. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. Did I mention I'm Larry Jacobs, <laughs> pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio? Okay, and uh, we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's our home website for the American Consortium for uh, Equity and Education over at ace-ed.org. Big week for us. We had the Equity Awards winners announced on um, on uh, Monday, which we're very, very proud of. All right, and uh, there was just a whole ton of people that, that did that. It, we have the new issue of our magazine. There's an awards icon over on the website. We have the new issue of our magazine. Just click on the cover. You can read that. Equity and Access, Pre-K-12, Teacher Retention, SEL Today, and all the podcasts are archived there as well. So without further ado, that's enough about me. Go over to ace-ed.org and check it all out. Okay. As, uh, here's, da, 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 here's Dr. Brent Goldman. Hi, Brent. How are you doing today? Hi, Larry. Larry. <laughs> Hi, Larry. Happy early Thanksgiving. I'm doing great. Thanks, Thank pal. you for having me on. No problem. Are you down in Miami today? Where are you? I'm, I'm, I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It is a beautiful 78-degree day. Okay, I, I have my my business partner Maya lives in Florida, up in just a little north of you in Jupiter. Okay, not okay, the planet, beautiful. the city. It is. I got and you. I used to live near there. I used to live in Palm Beach Gardens, and I live in Maine okay. now. And I want you to know, just I want you to feel good. It's thirty nine degrees, and there's a little dusting of snow on the ground. Okay, so I want you, you to feel you, good about your beautiful weather. A little, <laughs> a little bit of a contrast, but it's it's oh, all yeah. good. It's all based on your own. <laughs> it, it should, thank you for saying that. You're very correct on that. Brent, you are really, and I, I just want to say this, Brent, Dr. Dr. Goldman, okay, Bachelor of Arts from College of William and Mary, okay, a Master of Science, a Doctor of Education from Nova Southeastern University. All that makes you a great educator, makes anybody a great educator, but you're beyond that, okay, if I may. You are you're, try, you're out there changing the paradigm, and I, I really appreciate that, okay? And you found it, and you run Exceed Prep, okay? And I want you to just start right there. We'll talk about seat time and all that in a minute, but just talk about Exceed Prep and what you did and why you started it and all that sort of stuff. 
Brent Goldberg. Sure, Brent sure. Goldman. Goldberg. There you go. Sure. Jewish roots, okay? Goldman, not Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Right. Go ahead. Say, 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 my grandma was Goldberg, but I'm Goldberg. There you go. Yeah, so there you go. So so why we why we started Exceed, I think, is is the where 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 we want to start here, Larry, is is uh I'm a strong believer that the current system of education in public private charter schools and K twelve is beyond broken. Um, and, uh, you know, to me, uh, when we started conceiving Exceed about six years ago, we, we looked at the system being broken and, and our collective experiences in, in private school education. Over the past 30 years, we uh, owned and operated a K-12 college prep school with about, we grew up about 825 kids here in South Florida. Um, and then we were a little out of the box. We were probably one of the first schools in the early 2000s to have a one-to-one student laptop program with many or most of our textbooks online. Um, we also started the first SACS accredited private online high school with the University of Miami in the early 2000s. We licensed their name. Um, and, uh, you know, at that time, uh, online learning was not as ubiquitous as it is today. Correct. Um, and, you know, Correct. we were we were very, very early pioneers in space where you didn't necessarily have to have your butt in the seat from 7.30 until 3.30, five days a week, 180 days a year. You could chunk your day based on, you know, there's 24 hours in a day, and I could get my four to six hours of schooling in based on my schedule, not on, on the school or the school system schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and our group also started an online high school that's thriving today called Smart Horizons Career Online Education, which uh, has uh, north of 10,000 students. Uh, were, wow. were, McDo- were McDonald's High School um, uh, and uh, working with Amazon employees but that 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 online school is geared towards adult high school dropout. So that, I think the you know is that what mean, like, I ask, is that what you're doing with with yeah. McDonald's? Is that what that means that their employees who need further schooling that, to graduate high yeah. school, you're doing that yeah, for them? Yeah. yeah. So a few years ago, yeah. our group uh, partnered with McDonald's, uh, their Archways for Education, uh, to where they pay for their employees to get their high school diplomas. Oh, so. Wow. Uh, so we've been a part of a number Wonderful. of different initiatives, which kind of leads to Exceed, where Exceed is a hybrid blended learning micro school. And we have four schools in Florida, uh, one in Iowa, and then uh, you mentioned we have a strictly virtual option. And, you know, our, you know, our hybrid models are truly different than any school that any of us have attended, I, you know, I truly believe. Uh, they're, they're designed to be small, uh, anywhere between 75 to 100 kids. Uh, the curriculum is delivered online, but uh, we have a lot of subject certified teachers in a live school setting that we've designed to look like, a, you know, kind of a combo of a high-tech startup and a Starbucks. So our school <laughs> looks different. Our our school day looks different. The role of the teacher is different. And, and the, the, the secret sauce is, is basically 
um, and, you know, that kind of leads into the seat time piece of it, is the student creates their own daily schedule uh, based on their learning needs and or special talents. So each, each student's uh, daily schedule, we're at a traditional, the traditional school model, it's prescribed for us. It's 7.30 to 3.30, seven periods yeah. a day. I have algebra every day, first period. I have English every day, seventh period. Uh, I'm told when to go eat lunch. I'm uh, told when, you know, when the class ends and when the next class begins. Um, and that model to us, to our team, really doesn't correspond well with uh, today's child who's, who's grown up in an on-demand world with Uber, Amazon Prime, Netflix, DoorDash, et cetera, and smartphones. Um, you know, so we wanted to design a school geared towards how kids are growing up today in an on-demand world, number one. And then kind of we, we got hit, you know, our world got hit with a pandemic in March of 2020. Yeah. And uh, that was, you know, obviously tragic, but for us, and I believe for the future education, it was good because it kind of forced everybody right. to look I agree into with you. a lens. It, it created an opportunity for change. I agree with you. Big time yeah. opportunity. And, and, and so what's happened is more and more families, more and more parents are working hybrid or remote, and they like that quite a bit and they like the you know they like to be able to chunk their day they like to be able to go to the gym at 11 a.m they like the or, or know, 11 the p.m to, i believe that or 11 p.m or 11 p.m or or yeah. or to uh you know be able to go to their kids games because <clears throat> they're able to do the zoom meeting from the game um you know rather than you know being in, in some boardroom exactly so the, the, I think the flexibility in, in many of our lives has, has changed the past, you know, almost three years now. And, and you know, I, I think it's kind of forced education change. So it's been, we developed this model pre-pandemic, but, you know, now that we're, it's working, you know, <laughs> kind of post-pandemic, it's, it's really, it's really humming for us because, yeah. This is how more and more families are are, are working. So that's great you know, a little bit of my yeah. history and it kind of how great we got to, to 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 where we got. Um, and you know, I just think that you know, ultimately, just going back to how we we got this started is uh, is the current educational system that was designed, you know, for our great great grandparents at the turn of the 20th century doesn't work for kids in 2022 uh, and how they, and how they live their lives. And, uh, you know, so that, you know, we saw it as an opportunity pre-pandemic and now it's, you know, to, to us, it's a, it's a big opportunity. It really is. And, you know, you, what you said, by the way, thank you. That was a great overview. And um, I have to tell you, you know, it's, it's funny you said that because I'm probably older than you. Okay. And, you know, we don't have cable anymore. We have we stream everything, okay, on TV, sure. my wife and I. And I was saying to Carolyn just the other night how I, it's harder to do this for me, okay, than it is to have whatever is presented on TV just thrown into my face, 
okay? Because right. I grew up in a different generation, okay, where things were prescribed. Like, yes, I had to go to uh, algebra class every day at 8.30 in the morning, okay, and then followed that every day by social studies class at quarter to 10 in the morning, or whatever the case may be, okay? That's the way I grew up. But your point is so well taken. This is a different world, okay? And we you, had education, Larry, which hasn't up. much changed. Yeah, wait, but he has, no, education you also grew, hasn't much changed. Right, and you the, also the grew up and having to watch, right, you, you grew up watching Cheers Thursday night at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And the only opportunity for you to watch it was to be home Thursday night at 9 o'clock, and you, you had to watch all the commercials too, right? That's exactly so, right. You if know, you missed it, it, you didn't see it. Totally different. That's it. You didn't see it. And, but, but your point, okay, that's a hard thing to change, okay? And, it, you know, the, the system was easier. It was handed to you, so to speak. This is what you can watch. But now we have tons mm-hmm. and tons of choice. That's the world that, that the kids grow up in, okay? Exactly. And to be – we have to start making these changes. So I'm going to take it a little further there. You say that – is the current education system, in your opinion, broken because of scheduling? Okay, is that the only challenge? And uh, and again, I love what you guys are doing at Exceed, but how do we take that further? You, you're dealing with, I'm going to say, maybe 5,000 kids, okay? Well, I don't know how many kids you deal with, okay? But in, in all your schools, okay? So how do we how do we take what you're doing, which I agree with, and make it work for everybody? Well, that's a great question. So why, why does the current education system exist? I believe a big part of it is child care. We need a place to house our kids while we work. And, you know, especially, in, you know, in the, with two parents working from, from nine sure. to five, uh, you know, I, I can't have my kids working from home or going to school only for two or three hours uh, at a time. But, but I, I think that, you know, what has happened also with public school systems over, uh, you know, the past 15 to 20 years is a lot more uh, uh, state-subsidized, district-subsidized virtual schools. Um, and, you know, I think there are opportunities – for schools, and they may be doing them now, uh, you know, so I'm just, you know, I'm just speaking based on, on, on my gut and not, sure. a, you're not 100% certain if it's being done or not, uh, where there are hybrid opportunities in public schools because they have access uh, to state-subsidized virtual schools. Here in the state of Florida, Florida virtual school is, is the, famous. I think we have, oh, yeah. Uh, not only is it famous, it's 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 one of the six. I think we have 69 public school districts in the state of Florida. It's one of them, and it you know it educates over a million students uh, in the state for free. Uh, so there you know there are a lot of opportunities to where a kid in a public school could take three classes online, three classes part in the. You know, the extracurricular activities that the school offers, but also have flexibility to work if they need to work to help support their family or if they just want to work for themselves or volunteer or intern, whatever it may be. So there are, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunities 
not just for private schools like ours where parents have the means to pay, uh, you know, private school tuition, but also in public schools to look at, okay, what are opportunities to take advantage of 24 hours in a day? And and kids don't just have to learn for that hour that they're in algebra class, and then that bell rings and the door closes behind them, and they have no access to their teacher. Well, the, the reality is with, with online education or virtual education, those classrooms never close. And, and, you know, there's plenty of kids that, you know, I'm, a, I'm an early bird. I, I'm up at, you know, 5.30 a.m. every Me morning. Too. But my, kid, too. my kids surely aren't. My kids are working late and my kids are working late at night, long past when I'm when I'm awake. And, you know, everybody does things differently and I think that there's just a lot of opportunities now that didn't exist before and there's a lot of you know, a lot of states and you know, Florida being one of them and this is going back um to Jeb Bush when he was governor. Yeah. Uh yeah. with the with with charter schools and school choice and, uh, uh, you know, the, the, you know, school uh, magnet schools uh, that give school operators freedom to come up with different paradigms of school models. Uh, that what, Brent, aren't, I got to ask you, Brent, what grade, I know mm-hmm. two, two, two things. I'm going to ask a two prong question. What grades do you see this working at best? Do you see it working K-12 best, or should something like this start in sixth grade, which is another way to look at yeah. it? And, and B, the other thing is, and, and again, believe me, I understand remote learning, virtual education, et cetera, but if we do that 100%, okay, we lack the socialization side of school, which is very important. Uh, you would certainly agree with that. One, just talk, one, about those two, yeah, talk about those two things. I, yeah. I, 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 agree, I agree 100%. And I know you do. Uh, you know, a big part of our model is hybrid, where you're getting kind of your cake and eating it too. Um, you know, you're getting the be- you're getting the best of both worlds. But I would also argue with you, Larry, or disagree with you that you are for to. many, many, for many, many kids, the strictly virtual, and and I think a lot. You know, during the pandemic, there was a lot of negative press towards remote learning. Um, you know, that, uh, and, and much of it was because schools weren't equipped over a weekend to totally change how they deliver their curriculum. Right. And they, they um, did, considering and, everything know, with no warning, yeah, they did a pretty damn good yeah, job. And, and basically what, what they created wasn't virtual schools. It was uh, uh, synchronous, you know, remote schools where kids yeah. logged on to Zoom and listen to their teacher's lecture, and, you know, the kids had their cameras off and may or may not have been paying attention and might have been sleeping and who, who knows what. That's, well, not what I'm, that's not what I'm so, – so that was the negatives of remote learning. The positives that, that I believe happened were there are thousands of kids across this country that for the first time said, hey, I can do well in school. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't have the pressure, You're the right. social pressures, the bullying. The I'm afraid to raise my hand because I'm going to get picked on or made fun of. Uh, the the social pressures that come 
uh, with middle school and high school. I don't have to worry about that anymore. So I, I agree with you a thousand percent. The socialization is very, very important. The being around other children and their teachers is very, very important for most kids. But a large segment of kids for the first time said, hey, how it's been done for the past 100-plus years doesn't work for me, and this finally does. Longer and, than 100-plus, uh, my friend. Longer than 100-plus, oh, yeah. yeah, no, 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 yeah. right. Ab- Absolutely. So, you know, I think that there are many more options now available available to different types of kids and different types of learners, which mm-hmm. I find encouraging that, uh, I, I, you know, that didn't happen before. And, you know, I think that the, you know, even small things came out of the pandemic where uh, I don't have to schlep into my kid's <laughs> school to have a parent conference. I can right. do it on Zoom. Good. I don't have to schlep into me with a college advisor. I can do it on Zoom. And, you know, these little things are important. And, you know, I know my son just graduated high school last year. Oh, congrats. He was, he, was, he was having club meetings on Zoom at 9 o'clock at night. That never happened before. The club meeting was during the school day or after school. So all these, you know, all these little things I think are, you know, are improvements that came out of it, maybe not radical paradigm shifts, but, you know, I think, it, yeah. you know, the schools have Radical realized is relative. That Radical is relative. Right. I've got to tell you. There's different ways. Oh, sure. There's different ways that, yeah. we, can, that we can do business. And, and, you know, you said something before that just struck me for years, and this is research that has been around for years, and nobody disagrees, especially teenagers, they need more sleep. Yet we get rouse them out of bed at 7 in the morning to get to school on time. Okay, and we know that if the school starts later, the kids do better. We know that. That's not even up for argument. All right, and when 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 you can set your own schedule and start your day at eleven o'clock rather than eight in the morning, okay, and work till six, so to speak. Okay, this this is this is something that's extremely important. Okay, and childcare aside and all that, schools know this. And this is an opportunity to kind of make that happen. I, I do agree with this, but I have to ask you something. You often speak. I have this note here down at the uh, uh, at, at Nova Southeastern down there at the Abe Fischler uh, College of Education. Was that Fischler who tried to get all the teachers tra- training all, all the same, right? Same Fischler? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he <laughs> yeah. Does, well, I don't know if it's the same one, but he's, he's pretty renowned in the field yeah, of teacher training. Yeah, I think training. it's the same one. The famous, uh, famous uh, man. Mason Wise. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. This is the old days when medical school, some of them didn't teach you how to how to how to use a stethoscope. And then you did graduate uh-huh. you as a doctor. You got to make it all the same. But at any rate, OK, when you go down there and you speak to teachers, future teachers, education professors, I'm sure they're all listening to you as you speak. OK, what's their reaction to what you say about all this? Well, the, the the beauty of Nova, and I'm a double grad of it, is I know you are. Pretty, pretty, pretty progressive in how they deliver education going back almost 40 years. They were pioneers in distance learning and online learning. So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, you, you, you have folks that are traditionalists and you have a lot of folks that 
you know, want to, you know, kind of see what else is out there. We have a great partnership with the university where we uh, uh, partner with them for student teachers and also hire their prospective teachers as substitutes, some of them full time, and, and we guarantee them jobs if uh, if we have an opening and they're interested. So it's a, a real nice relationship we have. Larry, I'd like to go back to the sleep thing, if you if you don't mind. Well, be my guest. Because that's a that's a that's a huge huge stickler with me. Uh, and, and, and by the way, a parent of a, the guy I was thinking of was Flexner, not Fischler. So okay, you're Abe Fischler. Well, I'm sure is famous for Flexner. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Abe Fischler is a legend in teacher ed. So, anyways, Thank you. I, I appreciate you know, I that. Sorry It's okay. Twenty-one year old and eighteen year old, and uh, you know the sleep is. Uh, you know, obviously there's research out there, lots of research out there on sleep. And, you know, as a parent of uh, uh, of kids that age, I can tell you that when you're doing homework until midnight and then you have to be up at six, then you have exactly. to be up at six o'clock uh, to go to school, you're a zombie. It's not healthy. So there's two issues here. <laughs> it's homework and sleep. And, and I think they both kind of make major problems. With, there, with there's the there's a third model. issue of passing that algebra test at 8.15 in the morning. That's the third issue. Well, a, a, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and I think that what, why is, you know, why did school start at 7 o'clock for these teenagers? It's, it's you know, busing is a huge part of it. No, because, really? they, you know, they have to get kids to and from school, and then they have middle schools starting at different times and high schools and the extracurriculars at, at the end of the day that they have to get in. So, you know, teenagers are going to school all day. They, they're, you know, the involved kids are at sports practice or club meetings or drama practice. They don't get home until 6, 7 at night. They eat dinner. They have homework. There's something seriously wrong. We are killing these kids literally uh, with, 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 lack of, with lack of sleep. There's, yeah, they are zombies. They are zombies, and it's, it's not it's, and it's not healthy. And I think part of the it's model just that stupid. we stupid. We don't. We know better. Right. Yeah, we, we know, know better. better. And part of the model that we created <clears throat> was to help with both of those issues. Our students should not have homework. Uh, our students should be able to get their work done during the school day, here, and here. very rarely. But if they want to work on their classes at home, they can. They can get ahead. And that's something you really can't do in a traditional school setting. Number two, because I can create my own schedule, everybody's got deep, you know, like I said, I'm an early bird. I would have loved to be done with school at noon. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, most teenagers aren't like me. Uh, but, you know, we're – you know, the, most of our kids don't get to school until after 9 o'clock. Uh, and, you know, and we have a large number of kids that don't get to school until noon. Um, that doesn't mean that they're sleeping till 11. It could be that they're sleeping, you know, they're getting more than six hours of sleep. They're getting eight to nine. They might have an opportunity to actually exercise before they go to school. Absolutely. Or do something else. That's productive before they <laughs> before they go to school, and I think those two issues—the homework and the sleep—are uh, huge, huge opportunities for schools to to look at uh, moving forward. Because the highly competitive kids 
that are taking, you know, six to ten advanced placement classes during their high school career and some a lot more, they're staying up very late uh, and getting up very early because of their of their workload. So uh, you know, get out of get get off my soapbox here, but I wanted to make your soapbox is fine. This is yeah. this is what this show is about. It is a if I may a virtual soapbox. Okay, feel free to stand on it. I have one other question before, before, and this is interesting, okay? You wanted to talk this topic, and you've actually covered this. Why does time and seats not equal subject mastery, okay? And how are the kids doing with that? And you work with your kids, you know, not your children, your your students all the time, okay? They want to master whatever it might be, Okay. Talk about that, okay? How are they doing in terms of really understanding yeah. what they're learning and using it? Uh, I might add, yeah. Yeah, well, well, a, a couple of different things. Seat time to me is antiquated, totally. Um, uh, you know, th- there is so much wasted time in schools. Go spend a day in one between taking attendance and fire drills and recess and, you know, our lunch and uh, uh, field trips, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I think that's one thing parents learned during the pandemic, quite frankly, is they don't need to be at school seven hours. They, they, they can surely get done yeah, what right. they need to get done in, in four hours, maybe five hours. Um, and, uh, you know, the, you know, the, I think that's that's one major piece of it. And I think, too, there, you know, there, there's 24 hours in a day, Larry. We can chunk those 24 hours however we want. Right. You know, so to me, you know, going back to the traditional schedule with, you know, algebra being 50 minutes a day, five days a week, the bell rings, and, you know, that's it for algebra. To me, the beauty of our model is I can come to school today and say, you know what, I can do my English on my own. I struggle more without, <laughs> excuse me, without the two. And during my four hours on campus today, I'm going to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I might have one question for my English teacher, you know, maybe in an essay prompt or something to help me get going on my, uh, you know, my, my reflective essay or whatever it may be. But I'm, I'm struggling with algebra two. And so there's no other model that says, hey, I can do that, and I have the freedom and flexibility to do that. So to me, we're not taking advantage of the 24 hours in a day. We're not allowing our kids to chunk their time. We're not giving our kids freedom to, uh, you know, work on what we want to work on. We, you know, we don't give our students – pacing opportunities in a traditional classroom everybody is on the same pace no matter what your ability is even in a a tracking situation you know if you're in an honors class you still have kids on the traditional bell curve you have really bright kids and you have kids that are struggling and you have the kids in the middle but the teacher sets the pace i can't move ahead if i'm really bright and if I'm struggling, I probably can't get the support I need to, uh, to, to improve my grade in that class. 
so the, 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 the seat time piece to me is, is crazy. And it all comes back to, uh, you know, the, the design of uh, our education system that doesn't work for today's kids. Um, it, it's just not flexible enough. You still need to be able to, you know, to get your work done. Uh, and it's still going to take a certain amount of time to get your work done. But uh, it shouldn't be – I shouldn't have to sit in a seat for seven hours a day to get that done. Right. And, and there, uh, there, there's actually there's an actually another point to what you're saying, and I was thinking about this as you were talking. We always use the term getting kids career ready. All right? That's what K-12 is all about, getting kids career ready. Sure. But if you set up a, a, a school day – from I'm going to say eight to three, you are getting them ready for working nine to five. Okay. And schools were set up so that, you know, people would enter the workforce. Okay. And be, you know, set on a time schedule. Everybody worked nine to five or whatever your shift was. All right. And that's when you got the work done. But you said this at the beginning and it's true. Parents aren't working that way anymore. They're home. A lot of people are home. The offices are home. Okay, look at downtown yeah. real estate, if you don't believe me. And that's the world that these kids are going to get into. So we've got to train them differently, okay, and use the time differently. If, that, if our goal is to make these kids ready for adulthood and work, if, you know, so to speak, okay, we've got to make sure that they understand we have to do it differently from the beginning. You're, you're a thought leader, my friend. I love talking to you. This is great, Brent. Hey, we got to go. I, I apologize for that. But this I was appreciate just it, Larry. Very nice. I appreciate okay. it. Thank you for having me on, and it was very nice speaking with you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure on my end, too, and enjoy that beautiful weather down there. Okay? Thank Thanks, you. Have, have a great day. Bye-bye. You, too. Bye-bye. And that's Dr. Brent Golden, okay, at Exceed. That's with an X. Exceed, X-C-E-E-D, prep.org. Good stuff. Really good stuff. All right. And we're going to archive over at ace-ed.org. Everything we do is over there. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Thank you so much. we got a show to do tomorrow morning. It's going to be great. All about competency-based education. Speaking of that, I'm Larry Jacobs.